Sota Perak Tes Mishnah Vav nine six. The Mishnah continues to describe the procedure of the Egla Rufa. It says Zikne Osair. The elders of that city, meaning the members of the Bezdin of the city, which was measured closest to the corpse. They washed their hands with water um, in the place where the calf was uh, was uh, beheaded. And they say, and this thing they say is a direct quote from the Pasuk, and this is, recall how we got into the top in the first place, this must be said um, exactly in Lashna Kodesh, as it says in the Pasuk here, which means literally, our hands did not spill this blood, and our eyes did not see. So the Mishnah comments right away, Could we possibly imagine that the members of the Bezdin are, are the murderers literally? Ella, of course not. The Pshad is, he never came before us, meaning we weren't aware of him. And we dismissed him, we dispatched him without any food. If we would have known he needed food, we would have provided for him. And we didn't see him. And then we just let him go without a proper escort. Meaning, we had not been aware of any this person's material needs to provide him with food. If we knew he was short of food, which perhaps would have led him to sort of, out of desperation without food, turned to some sort of a criminal activity, and then he ended up getting killed because, you know, he tried to hold somebody up, let's say, or um, he needed a levaya, an escort. This is more like his, I'll call it his emotional needs. Um, the different approach to the proportion what's going on over here, since um, the Pashtas, there's no requirement to escort a person from travel from your local town to the next town over. Um, but the thought is if, if people, let's say, for example, if, if the murderers saw him going by himself, so they think no one's going to care about him and there's no consequences for, for attacking him. Whereas if they'd have seen him escorted the people, they would have thought, oh gosh, this person has you know, friends and family, people who would avenge his death and so on. Or perhaps the person um, who leaves with an escort, even if it's just Dalai Ramos, so he feels, you know, someone's got his back, he's not alone in the world, and therefore he holds, holds his head up high and his shoulders, you know, square, which would make him less of a target. Um, the Mara learns it's more like that he has some sort of divine protection as being part of Kalah Yisrael, and if he's abandoned from that, he doesn't get that kind of protection. Whatever the case is, um, the point here is that the Bezin are saying, this isn't our fault. We didn't do something which for which we could be at least indirectly responsible, even for the death of this person. Now, worth pointing out, if, in fact, they did, let's say, see this guy, and they didn't provide for his needs, they certainly could not make this declaration, okay? I have no doubt about that. The question is what happens with the Rufa In general, if the Bezin can't make the declaration, that's a question. In any case, the Mishnah continues on, and it says, Now, the Kohanim say the following. This is now explaining the next verse of the Torah. I'm going to remind you that Sukkim Zayn and Ches, those, like, near the end psukim of the Parsha here, um, if you read them straight, it's not clear that the Kohanim are getting involved or how they're getting involved. And that being the case, the mission is explaining to you that the first verse, meaning verse 7, Pasuk Zayn, um, was said by the Bezdin of the city, and then verse 8 was the script for the Kohanim. Because if you read it directly, it says, Va'anu va'amru, they speak up saying, and that is really the member of the Gezerah Shavu, it's telling it has to be in Lashna Kodesh, and then it reads straight, Then the, the, I sort of segued into Pasukas, um, atone for your people, forgive your people, 
Israel who you redeemed. So there's no indication that the speaker is transitioning from members of the local Bezin to the Kohanim. Um, but because several verses before in Pasuk Hay, it had said, Kohanim bnei Levi, the Kohanim, the descendants of Levi, should approach, and it's not clear what their role is, so the Mishnah here is telling us their role is to say the following declaration, um, and that declaration also must be done in Lashon HaKodesh, in Hebrew specifically, as the Pasuk says. So they say, so the Mishnah says inside, Kohanim Omrim, it's the Kohanim who say, Kaper Lamcha Yisrael Asher Padisa Hashem, Atone for your nation Israel, who you redeemed Hashem. And don't place um, the guilt of Damnaki, of innocent blood, in the midst of your nation Israel. End quote. Although there are three more words in the Pasuk of Pasuk Ches, the missionary says that's, they don't say that explicitly. Rather, there was no need for the Quran to say those last two words, which are, and the blood will atone for them. Because that's not part of the script for the Kohanim. Rather, Ella says the Mishnah, it's the Pasuk is saying, like Hashem is telling them, so to speak. The Torah is telling them, if you do this procedure, make this declaration, then you'll be atoned for the blood that was spilt. A Messiah, and now when... Do they get this atonement? When you, in fact, do what you're supposed to do, meaning the description of the procedure of the Eglarufa, uh, then the blood um, of really of the of the innocent victim um, his will be atoned for uh, in terms of the national um, need to get atonement. So that will, the Eglarufa will solve that problem. The next mission will discuss the point that even though we're getting some atonement through this procedure, if the murderer is found, we have to bring him to justice. He doesn't get atonement through this procedure, just the rest of us that do.